Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. That is not the only time we talk about Bet Online this episode, is yeah, we give you our best picks from Sleepers to Win Their Region to our best games with Greg Waddell of Sleepers Media. But first, he lets us in on some insight about Drew Valentine and will he be coaching Michigan State in the future? Hmm. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Come one, come all Spartan fans. How on earth are we doing on this fantastic Thursday? Hope you're doing okay. Uh, we've got a fun show for you today as, uh, well, yeah, I mean, Michigan State, unfortunately, not participating in the March Madness Magic, but... Uh, that doesn't mean we're not going to like bet on it recklessly, of course. And to help us do so, we got Greg Waddell of Sleepers Media. Uh, just fantastic chat with him. But before we get to all that, we talk about Drew Valentine and hypothesize if he will become Michigan State's head coach in the future. Uh, should I guess Izzo ever ever leave? I, he might be coaching until he's three hundred years old. But hey. It's worth having the conversation anyway because, well, it's the offseason. It's fun to just look ahead and dream and just uh, hypothesize about certain hypotheticals, isn't it? So, But, you God, even before we get to that point, just have to do two things. Just, uh, please ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And number two, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Come. If you have any questions, uh, tomorrow's episode probably going to be a Friday fun day mailbag episode. So yes, like I said, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. All right, without further ado, hey, let's jump right into our chat with Greg Waddell. Thrilled, honored, stoked to be joined by the one, the only, Greg Waddell of Sleepers Media. He's got a face for TV, but uh, he does a little bit of podcast, oddly enough. But hey, yeah, Greg, we're going to be talking about a lot, a lot of betting, a lot of good futures picks, but first, well, two questions. The first one is, I'll, I'll be a nice host. Hey, how you doing, man? You, you doing all right? I'm doing great, man. It's the best time of year. Uh, betting, one of the things that is most near and dear to my heart, so I'm excited yep. to talk to you about that, but appreciate you having me on. No, it's thrilled to have you on, man, because yeah, you're, you're a great sports mind, sports betting mind. Lord knows that I could use any betting help right now, but before that... You, you brought up a topic in, in the DMs that we were talking about, a, a topic that I didn't think we would get to, but close personal friend with one Drew Valentine. And uh, just go go on, because obviously there's like whispers around Michigan State whenever Izzo leaves in 16 years that Drew could be a good candidate for it or not. But I understand you have a, a take on the matter. So take us to church, Greg, please. I do. So for context here, so Drew Valentine married my wife's childhood best friend. So wow. I okay. got to know him very well. I knew him when they started dating in college. I went to Michigan State during the years that Drew was a graduate assistant at Michigan State. So would consider him, if not very close friends, family. Like we were that close sure. as just basketball people and people in general. Um, so I, I talked to him a decent amount and I don't think I'm breaking news here, but there's obviously been a lot of buzz of Michigan state fans looking to the future. Whenever Izzo decides to call it Mm -hmm. quits, 
Um, some of that I think is unfair. Like nobody should be pressing for Tom Izzo to leave at all. The man should stay as long as he's willing to stay, in my opinion. However, uh, my fear as someone who has a very invested interest in wanting Drew Valentine to be Tom Izzo's successor is that the longer this plays out, the less likely it is that Drew Valentine ends up at Michigan State. Um, So I think, I I guess my take, if there is a take, would be that uh, the consensus of Michigan State fans seems to be this is like an end-all, be-all job for Drew that he would leave anything for and like we'll get to the mountaintop whenever Izzo calls it quits. I don't think that's the case. I think if they want to be serious players for Drew Valentine, the wheels need to start turning on that sooner rather than later, which the way Loyola season ended kind of poses an interesting question here. Like it'd be easier to get more serious about talking successors if Loyola made yeah. another team run. Um, but I guess I, I think that Drew has a short list of quite a few high major jobs that he would be very interested in. Michigan State is absolutely one of them. Uh, but if I had to put my chips on uh, an outcome here, my suspicion would be that Drew takes a different high major job before Tom Izzo leaves Michigan State. And ultimately, that probably takes them out of the running when it is time for them to succeed Tom Izzo. So, any like, I, I mean, I don't expect you to just, you know, rattle off every single team that he has on his list. But, like, has he, like, talked about, like, other Big Ten schools? Because that that would – that would be sad if like, oh, hey, Izzo finally using like 2026 and oh my God, he just took the God forsaken Indiana job or something like that. You know, like that'd be, that'd be sad. Yeah. I I mean, I'd be shocked if it was another big 10 school he's named uh, just in conversation, like a lot of other programs he really respects that are all high major level programs. Um, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the big names, right? If you get a call from mm-hmm. the blue blood, which I'm not saying he will, but um, I do think, like, I genuinely believe his name is already in circles for the biggest jobs in America. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily going to leave Loyola after one season. Uh, but I, I firmly believe that as these big jobs are opening up, there's not many candidates out there right now. Like, you look at a Todd mm-hmm. Golden from San Francisco, who just got hired at Florida. Uh, like, Drew is maybe a year away from being as big of a name as Todd Golden if Loyola goes to the Atlantic 10 and has some success next year. So I, uh, I just think, you know, as I'm thinking, like you hear Tom Izzo hit the press conference at the end of the season, right? Talk about how energized he is and how much more he has to do, which has to fire up Michigan state fans. My only caution would be if, you know, if you believe like I do that Drew Valentine is clearly the best next candidate. And I'm Mm -hmm. biased saying that uh, I think the timelines have a little more pressure on them to work out than people realize. I mean, I'm on board with you too. Like we've had the conversation here and there during the season, like who do you want to succeed Izzo? And it's like, I just fall in love with the idea of just a younger guy, like new blood. And I love the way that he coaches and looks at the game and everything like that. And, you know, I think he's got some good like Midwest roots, you know, and I think that could translate well to recruiting and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I lay on it. You know, it's not because I have a personal relationship with him. I, I got to ask him one question back in the day at a, the student newspaper I was working at. And when it was my turn to ask, uh, the hamster died and the wheel kept spinning. I, I was like, <laughs> Drew, I'm sorry. I actually forgot what I was going to ask you. And I had to pass along to the next guy. So that's my uh, only Drew Valentine interaction right there. If you want to see what kind of a pro's pro I am <laughs> on this side of the microphone here. But it is interesting, though, because like, 
I don't know, like, did he ever talk about, like, his time at Michigan State, like, if he liked it or not? Because, obviously, okay, Lansing kid, yeah, his brother played here, he's an all-world player here, but it's not like Drew logged, like, nine years here or something like that. Like, he, he spent, what, two seasons, maybe three as, as a grad assistant? Like, so it's not like, you know, he's great and white, you know, bleeding out of his ears or anything like that, but did... Yeah, he loves it here. Okay. First of all, went to Sexton High School, right? And mm-hmm. I, right down the road. Uh, raised a Michigan State fan, obviously, with his dad there. Like, that that family bleeds green and white prior sure. to him ever getting there. Um, so, I, I like, his relationship with Tom Izzo is great. He's 100% okay. one of the two trusted mentors for him. They talk very regularly. So, that, like, I, Mich- if Michigan State offered exactly when every other job offered – I would yeah. feel pretty strongly he would take it. Um, but again, I just don't – like, I think a lot of fans from the outside view this as, like, he would leave anything at any okay. time for Michigan State, which my own personal viewpoint on that is that I don't think that's necessarily the case. That's fine. Yeah, and you know what? That That's a great, like, note to end the conversation. Is that, like, him and Izzo do have good reports. Like, yeah, well, the unfortunate reality is that Michigan State's not the only good job in the country that he would leave for it. That's, that's the honest conversation, but like, yeah, Hey, that's good that he still has MSU roots and that him and Izzo have that good relationship. So, okay. And be right back with Greg as we get more into the gambling side of basketball. Yes. Of course, we're talking about the sweet 16 and uh, also the elite eight as well as we get it into, uh, you know, who's going to win each region, the best values for each of the regions. But first have to talk to you, find folks about run your pool. That's right, so uh, your bracket's busted, just like myself and well, probably yours and everyone else's. But don't worry, we believe in second chances and so do our friends at Run Your Pool. Round up your friends who picked Baylor, picked Kentucky, picked any other high seed to win it all and start a Sweet 16 pool at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And along with Sweet 16 brackets, Run Your Pool offers Squares Pool, yes, just like the Super Bowl, to keep things interesting every week of the tournament. Brackets bust, but the fun does not have to stop. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find at the big media bracket sites. If you're looking to expand your horizons, Run Your Pool has games for just about every sport too, including NBA, PGA, MLB, and even the Oscars. That's right, even outside of sports. Once the madness ends, try something new. Plus, eh, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you will ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because like we've said for for very long now, uh, we've run our Survivor Pools and Bracket Contests there this year ourselves. So start your second chance Sweet 16 Pool and more at runyourpool.com slash locked on. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Also, get into the action with Stat Hero. Just like I said, my my bracket is in tatters. It is currently sitting at the uh, bottom of my garbage disposal, but... Stat Hero is getting me back into the game with their NCAA single game pickums that pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that does not rely on big spreads, law nods, or funky props. Also, Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? It's because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. And in addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. 
They simply post sets of players for you to take on, and you post your set of players that you choose. It's easy, it's fast, and it's the best way to get your sports action fix. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes, and it is simply what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown and use promo code for a 100%, sorry, and use promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match. There we go. One more time, that's stathero.com slash lockdown, promo code lockdown for a 100% match, stathero.com slash lockdown, promo code lockdown, terms and conditions apply. And before we get back to our chat with the one, the only Greg Waddell, I just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. Another thing I love, you know, as much as I love talking about coaches, Michigan State, everything like that, love talking betting, Greg. And I know that you are a gambler, gamblesman, gamblesman yourself. In front of me, before we get to our best games of the week, betonline.net has prices for who's going to win their region. And I don't want to you know, go up and down like, oh, who's going to win this region? Let's get right to the chase, best prices. Who is the best, like, lawn shot to win the region, in your opinion? I'm talking, like, plus 300 or higher, like Michigan at plus 800 or Arkansas at 10 to 1, for example. Like, are there any that jump out at you to win the region at a really good price? Yeah, I, I have one for every region we can probably quickly go through, but I'll give you my favorite first, and that's, okay. that's Providence to win the Midwest, which is plus 575 right now. Wow, love uh, that. So I've been on the Friars all season long. Everybody calls them lucky, which to yeah. is pretty fair. But not only are they lucky, like because all the metrics say that they shouldn't be performing as well as they do in the win-loss column, they perform extremely well against the spread. I think they're 19 and 12 on the season against the spread. And okay. it doesn't overcorrect itself really ever. Like they keep getting seven or eight points against good teams. And I just think they are a really good team. Like there, there's a bunch of numbers you can pull on how many times this season. I think they've only lost by eight points or more three times in 32 games this season. Okay. Um, so I, I love Providence. I think that region is really weak right now. Obviously you've got Iowa state and Miami, like I can't see either of those two teams truly making a final four. So I think yeah. it comes down to who wins Providence, Kansas. And uh, in, in my heart of hearts, I've got the Friars winning that game. I don't hate that at all because yeah, it's like, Oh, they get just get lucky. They pull games out at the end. At what point does there become like something to that though, that a team can just pull the rabbit out at the very end of the game and yeah, sure. Are they a team of destiny? Well, yeah, why not sprinkle some on, on plus 575 on that, no doubt. And yeah, I'm right with you. Just the idea, and this is like no analytics, Rex's and O's at all. Just like envisioning Iowa State or Miami in a Final Four, like I, I, just, I just can't see that on a souvenir t-shirt, like if you're down in New Orleans. Like I just can't see their logos on it, so. No chance. Nobody wants, to, even Iowa State Miami fans don't want that to happen. Oh, like, they they, they know it's coming to an end soon. Yeah, like it, it, it was fun. It was cute. It must have been very fun for Cyclones fans to beat the Badgers at essentially a home game over the weekend, but like. Now give me the Friars because like it's betting on Kansas at minus two hundred. That, that doesn't right. do anything for me. So is your next one uh, St. Peter's at twenty two to one odds? Did I just spoil that for you? Or, or oh god, no? you didn't. Unfortunately, look, I love the Cinderellas yeah. as much as anybody does, but I think uh, I, I'm pretty sad. I wanted to fade Purdue in this tournament, and I had them sure. losing my round of thirty two. I just don't think that team defends at all to actually make like a deep. NCAA tournament level run. The problem is the way their bracket has opened up for them. Like Matt Painter's going to have to do the worst job of his life to not. Oh yeah. Or at this point. So oh, yeah. 
God bless St. Peter's. They're super fun. They're a great story. I love the kid with the mustache who just got a Buffalo Wild Wings endorsement today. But like, it's Jaden <laughs> Ivy and Zach Eady. Like, I don't know what answers they're going to have for that. So if there is a value play in the East, though, I like North Carolina. I, uh, yeah. I think the Tar Heels can sneak by UCLA. They're at plus 325 at betonline.ag right now. Um, I it, Like, we've talked all year about how the backcourts aren't good around the country. Honestly, uh, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love might be the best backcourt remaining in this tournament with the way R.J. Okay. Davis is playing. So you combine that with Armando Baycott inside, and if Brady Manick can actually play a full game without getting suspended, I like what they've got right now. Uh, and I do. I truly don't trust Purdue enough. So I think whoever wins that UCLA-UNC game is good value. Yeah, I'm just in a really good spot with, with that region. I'm just selfishly talking about my bracket. I know that literally no one cares right now. But, like, out of the East region, it's good because I've Purdue winning the whole thing. And so – if that happens, I, I might slide into like the top five of a bracket pool, which is very fun. But also, Greg, with this said, if, if they don't get out of this region with this the table set as neatly for them as possible, we are getting some jokes off about Purdue basketball. And that might be worth even more than winning your bracket pool at that point. So, yeah, um, I don't love any team beyond, beyond Purdue, though, unfortunately, like yeah, UCLA, North Carolina don't do it for me. But I'm fascinated with the West region because Gonzaga, obviously, 160. Okay, they're the favorites. Duke, plus 375. Texas Tech, plus 375. Arkansas, 10 to 1. Who do you like there if not for Gonzaga? Or is all your money just going to go straight to the Hoyas? Hoyas, what am I saying? The, the, that's nice. That's the, that, that, that's nice podcasting right there. I get what yeah, you're going for. Got my for. Wrong I, uh, yeah. I, I'm putting my betting advisor cap on here. I would advise... Mm-hmm. Well, there is value in this region as long as you feel strongly that one of Duke or Texas Tech will win that game, which is truly a toss-up game. Like if you yeah. if you're just confident Texas Tech is going to win that game, or you're confident Duke is going to win that game, as I am, plus three seventy-five is pretty good value here. So I sure I is. like Duke in this spot. Um, I, Arkansas, like the, it's a splashy number at ten to one, but getting through Gonzaga is hard enough followed by needing to win that second game. I think that people need to take Duke seriously at this point, and I kind of wavered on them all season long, but like they're a top three team in terms of talent in the country. Mm-hmm. Anytime they've played well this season, they've won. They beat Gonzaga earlier in the year. They beat Kentucky earlier in the year. Like We know they have elite ceiling levels of basketball to be played, uh, and I think we saw that down the stretch, unfortunately, in the Michigan State game when all of their pros, one by one, just made NBA-level plays to win that game. So yeah. I think it's going to kind of handle Texas Tech, a team that doesn't have a lot of shot creators. If that game's close late, I think it plays okay. out pretty similarly to how Duke did. Uh, and Duke already did beat Gonzaga, so plus 375, great value. Not bad. And just to round out the last of the regions, um, I'm, I'm taking Michigan plus 800 because if I got to see those – a holes go to the final four. Like I want to be paid for it. Like that's that's my only reasoning for for that one right there. And yeah, hey, can they beat Villanova? Yeah, absolutely, they can. Sure, why not? Um, can they beat Arizona and Houston? No, it's where it gets a little iffy for me. It's where it gets a little iffy for me. I'd really love for them not to, but I don't know. Crazier things have happened in March, so that yeah. So if if you love anyone in that region, I'm, I'm dying to hear it. I don't love anybody. This is the one that I would perfect. <laughs> Any perspective. If I had to, though, I, Michigan's the only value there at eight to one. Everybody else mm-hmm. is beneath three to one odds. Uh, I do think, like, I'll say this: Michigan 
has a good matchup, in my opinion, against Villanova. I mean, if you were looking for how does Michigan make a run in this tournament, you would say line up teams that don't have anybody over six foot eight. Right. Villanova have anybody over six foot eight. Colin Gillespie wants to post up people. And I don't know that he's going to post up Devontae Jones and Eli Brooks very well. So I think Michigan can win that game. I know for a fact Michigan can't beat Arizona. I mean, they got ran out of the gym earlier in the season against them. I think Arizona's fantastic. Uh, If they get lucky and Houston beats Arizona, then maybe, and there could be some good hedge opportunities. So eight to one is a little spicy if you want to sprinkle on it, but that's the one that I'd advise staying away from. And be back with our best picks of the Sweet 16 in a hot second. But first, just have to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. Yes, if you've got another long weekend ahead of just watching basketball or wrangling the kids, or if, you, uh, if you're brave enough to do some yard work in the mid-40-degree temperatures coming up this weekend, or, hey, just simply you know cranking out a workout, Built Bar is going to carry you through all of that. You've heard us talk about Built Bar for ages now, and for great reasons. Uh, let's start about what they do to the body. You have a built bar. This is what you're going to be consuming. Something that is wrapped in 100% real chocolate. Something that tastes great. Something that's just 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar. Just 4 grams of net carbs, but has a whopping 17 grams of protein. And this is what it does to the taste buds. Uh, it, it, has, it just has them singing like an angelic choir. Uh, it, it's like an angel just smacked you right in the mouth. It is amazing. Go try their flavors like coconut, coconut almond, cookies and cream, mint brownie, any of their built puffs flavors, which absolutely positively slap. And you know what else slaps too? A nice promo code. So when you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. All one word, LOCKED15. And that's going to get you 15% off your order. One more time, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com when you get your built bars. Well, let's just dive headfirst into making people just boatloads of money. Just like the, the kind of wealth that will have them jumping tax brackets that they won't know what to do with it because it's time for best bets of the weekend, Greg. And uh, how how many do you have written down in front of you? Because I've, I've got three and I'm teetering on four, but obviously uh, I'm just going to blindly assume you're better at gambling last week than I did because it didn't go so well for yours truly as it never does. But hey, that's not going to stop us from burning up a whole episode talking about some sweet gambling. So dying to hear some of your best bets here to kick things off. Yeah, I feel like I might be a little redundant here, but uh, I've got four written down here. Okay, uh, I'll start with my favorite one, which I, I led with for the last segment as well, but it's Providence plus seven and a half. It's disrespectful gotcha. at this point that that team keeps getting a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, it, just, it is. <laughs> even when they lose, they lose in like epic dramatic fashion and right yes <laughs> this is good don't get me wrong but they're not these world beaters that should be 10 point favorites against everybody like they didn't blow out Creighton and Creighton was missing their starting center and their starting point guard um I, I think they're good but I I don't think they're a top five team in the country so I it, team of destiny vibes here there's no more fun experience in betting this season than betting on Providence seven and a half yet again I love it I honestly like at this point, if Providence beats Kansas and they get Iowa State or Miami in the next round, like I just expect Providence to open up as like three point underdogs against those teams. That's how disrespectful. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Insane. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm all over the Friars for that one. That's my best one for this round. So, of the three I have written down, one of them is a Friday game, just like what you let off with. And I'll, I'll be quick. I, I'm sorry to gun down. Our guy Doug, his mustache, and the peacocks like this. But I, I'm going to go Purdue minus 12 and a half. Um, 
simply because like it, this has to be a business meeting for Purdue. Like they can't dilly dally and just punt the ball around and think that they can walk over St. Pete's. And also, St. Pete's has gotten a lot of shine in this week. I know that they had a quick turnaround after they beat Kentucky. Like this, not enough time to get distracted. They're still locked in, but this week in between, yeah, I'm falling in love with the idea that these guys are just soaking up the sun. Who can blame them? I'd, I'd do the same thing. Are you kidding me? I, I, I would have had the parade already on Monday if I was St. Peter's. Like I just would have gotten straight to the point. Um, but yeah, I, I think Purdue is going to jump on them with their, you know, folklorish uh, sized big men, Jaden Ivy. I'm sure Hunter will go like six of nine from deep. So yeah, I'm, that's that's the first of my three best bets is Purdue. Minus 12 and a half as I just send a dagger into the hearts of America, sadly. So, sorry, everyone. I leaned that way at first, by the way. When I saw that line open up, I was like, you can't set this line high enough for me to not take Purdue. As the Correct. time went yeah. on, like, I've, I've sort of talked myself out of it just because Purdue seems to let teams hang around. But sure. I, still, okay. I do think you're right. Like, St. Peter's has probably had a very tiring week. Like, they're doing media obligations they've never done in their lives. Um, oh, yeah. And there's not one spot on the floor that, that Purdue doesn't have a massive advantage in. So if it is a business-like right. approach for Purdue, this should be a 20-point win. And it's not like St. Pete's has beaten a team with, you know, a great big men before this tournament. You know, it's not like that happened the very first night or anything. And you know what? No, no, no. It's like sitting at a blackjack table and it's like, well, a, can't, a, a 10 can't come up twice in a row for the yep. dealer, right? Like they can't beat two teams with dominant big men in the same tournament, right? Can they? So this, this is the kind of logic you get here from this side of the microphone on the lockdown Spartans podcast. Um, do you have more knowledge to spill on people? Because this is just terrible coming from, from me. Um, oh, I do. I, I love it. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, rattle through, <laughs> I'll rattle through three others that I like. These are all Thursday games. I'm, I'm going to be pretty heavily invested in the games tomorrow night. So sure. Uh, I think I've hit quickly on a few of these already, but I do. I like Michigan at plus five with that number right now. Uh, because of matchup purposes, like I, Dickinson to me is the guy who can dominate this game. I right. know Jay Wright's a great coach. I know they're going to throw different looks at him. Uh, one other thing to keep an eye out for is that Michigan keeps going to that little matchup zone out of timeouts periodically throughout games. And Villanova's zone offense is not that great, even though you'd expect it to be with all of their shooters. Mm-hmm. So Look, I, Villanova's absolutely the better team. Could they blow the doors off Michigan? Yes. But, uh, like, if you could draw up exactly what Michigan wants to face in the team right now, I think it would be this Villanova roster makeup. So yep. I like Wolverines getting plus five there. Uh, I'm also on Duke plus one against Texas Tech, as I mentioned. I just think Duke's significantly better than Texas Tech. I think the narratives have swung too far in both directions. Like, okay. Texas Tech's a lot of credit for being the culture, the culture, the culture program right now. And, like, that's very fair. What Mark Adams has done this season is nothing short of incredible with all of these new faces in his first year as a head coach. But, like, Texas Tech's lost to a lot of mediocre teams this year, if you look at the numbers. Uh, It's not like they've blown the doors off of anyone with elite talent this season. They're getting the quote-unquote toughness love from the book here. And in reality, like, Duke's been pretty good against elite teams. So I I just think Duke's going to show up. There's so many storylines coming up, like Duke and Zaga rematch, Duke North Carolina in the final four potentially. Uh, It would be a shame to me if Duke doesn't advance at least one more round and see what happens. So give me the Blue Devils there. And then my final one, I've flipped back and forth on, but I've finally come to a point where I (laughs) I can be so zoned in on this. I think Houston is going to beat Arizona at plus one and a half. And this is why. 
Uh, Arizona gave up a ton of offensive rebounds to TCU. And I looked up like on Ken Palm, they're in like the 200s on offensive rebounds allowed on the season, which makes no sense because they have a massive front court and a bunch of bouncy wings. Like they should be one of the best rebounding teams in the country, but they're not. Houston is legitimately like their entire program is built around crashing the offensive glass. They just punked Illinois Mm -hmm. for 40 minutes straight, took Kofi Coburn out of the game. Kelvin Sampson, honestly, to me, is a top five coach in the country at this point. Like what he's done year after year with Houston, guys getting injured is nonsensical. So I I feel like this is going to come down to a game of like talent versus toughness. Arizona's point guard is hurt. Kirk Risa was one for 10 in the last game, still firing off threes with two minutes left in the tie game and clanking them off the side of the rim. So I, I trust Calvin Sampson, who I think is the better coach with the tougher team and the big rebounding matchup here to pull a little bit of an upset and beat Arizona. Yeah. And just the two more, I'm right with you on Michigan, unfortunately, like I know no one listening wants to hear this, but like Michigan plus five. Okay. Tell me how Dickinson and Diabate don't go for a combined, like 47 points against this Villanova team. Like Dickinson alone is going to walk into halftime, 18.6 rebounds. Like I, that's, I'm calling it right here, but yeah, like I have been such a hater of Houston. I have called them frauds until I'm blue in the face. Even last year, like, Oh, we made a final four by beating all double digit season and getting walloped. When you finally get there, great. Okay, yeah, you had a fine season this year. Whatever, you're still a five seed. And then, like, I watch him against Illinois, and I'm like, oh, I effed up. Oh, this. <laughs> oh, they're. Oh, oh, they're they're good. <laughs> they're really good. They they just pummel people. They get after it. So, um, this is my uh, Matt. You finally seen the light pick of the day. Uh, I'm switching all opinions I've had on Houston. Just Ooh. like that, I'm taking them plus one and a half over uh, Arizona. I've seen the light, so I can't wait for that to. Um, Bojus grapefruit that's going to make me very wealthy this weekend. So, man, time time flies by when you're having fun with a person you've never talked to. But Greg, it has been an honor and a privilege to have you on this episode and then chat it up with you, man. This, is, this has been a great time. I hope you had at least somewhat of a, a decent time on here. I, I don't know. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'll try and return the favor at some point. I'll drag you on one of my many shows that I try to get people on, and we'll uh, we'll talk some. Let's get popping. <laughs> and if you're if, if you're looking to lose people money. I'm, I'm the first guy you should call, baby. That's right. Let's go. We got a long baseball season up ahead, too. Could lose a lot of over-under bets there. I've got some horrible futures for the college football season coming up. So, yeah, let's let's go. Woo. Huge thanks to Greg Waddell for dropping by. Not just to, hey, give us some great picks for this weekend, but also love that first segment, too, and the little unique insight he has with Drew Valentine. So, yeah, many, many thanks to him. Go follow him, uh, GWizzy12 on Twitter. Uh, just a pretty entertaining guy to follow on Twitter as well. Because all-encompassing, uh, you know, basketball stuff, he doesn't just, you know, stick with one team. He covers it all, baby. So, and he does a great job at it. So, go uh, give good old Greg a follow on Twitter and uh, follow all of his work because, yeah, he does some great things over at Sleepers Media. Um, and also, hey, thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. That's right, every single day, yeah. Um, and that includes tomorrow where, barring any breaking news, uh, we will be doing a mailbag episode. Uh, we'll try to make it fun, too, you know? This is a, a pretty long week, going all the way back to uh, the devastating loss on Sunday. But, yeah, we're going to end this week on a high note. So if you have any fun MSU questions or even non-MSU questions that you just want me to answer for whatever reason, hey, send them on over, lockdownspartans at gmail.com. Uh, also put a tweet out tomorrow, too, uh, hoping for... You know, a few questions, but yeah, until then, hey, just really, really thankful for, for you guys listening uh, every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now, 
Go make your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft with host Ryan Tracy and former NFL Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and it's available where you get your podcast. All right, gang. Love you all. Go Green.